I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. Right and wrong praying. Uh, Recently, the Spirit of God corrected me in how I was praying. And basically what happened is is last, last month, about the middle of the month, Milo developed some kind of a weird cough. <clears throat> and so I just thought, wow, he, he sounds like a frog. He, he coughs and it sounds like a little frog. And, and I knew that he, something wasn't right, that he didn't sound right. So that was a Wednesday. And then by Thursday, I noticed that this weird cough hadn't gone away. So I just kind of played it out and just kept my eye on him. He was fine. He was eating. He was drinking. He was his typical playful self. And so I, I just, you know, I just, you know, I just kept watching him. And then by, by Thursday morning, early Thursday morning, he was breathing terribly. And he had this horrific cough that again, sounded like a frog. And I got really worried because this is my first dog I've ever had, but I have been doing a lot of reading so I can, can raise him properly and make sure he's healthy and so on and so forth. And I read something about this this thing called kennel cough and those of you that have dogs you you've already heard of it and i know you know what it is but i had never heard of it so i was worried that maybe he might have this kennel cough so i got up about seven o'clock in the morning and i took him to an emerge it's like an emergency room for animals and the long story short is is they put him on antibiotics and they took a complete culture of his nose and his eyes and then they, they sent that off to the lab well, that was Friday, and by Saturday morning, he still seemed fine. So I left him home, and my friends of mine, and uh, and uh, we went to what's called the hunt here in Basking Ridge, New Jersey, Bedminster, New Jersey. And so we were gone all day. We were watching the horse races, and we were eating food and so on and so forth. And I came home about 4 o'clock, and my sitter who was watching him um, left, and and I just noticed that he just didn't, he didn't sound right. He still didn't sound right, even though he had been on antibiotics for uh, two days. So I was hanging out with my friends, and we were at the fireplace. And, and, and before they left, I said to my friends, I said, could, could we just pray over Milo? Now, that may seem kind of strange to some people. What, you're going to pray over your dog? You're going to pray over your animal? Absolutely. I am in authority in my house, and this animal, this, this little creature is my possession. He's mine and he's part of my inheritance. God gave him to me to be a blessing and a joy in my life. And here he's got this horrific cough that looks like it's getting worse and worse and worse. So I just said to my friends, I said, would you just agree with me in prayer and and pray over him with me? So I laid my hands on him. I was sitting here in my kitchen and I prayed over him and I quoted all the scriptures. Father, I thank you that Milo's is under my care and I, I appropriate the promises of God and I thank you Jesus that you bore all of our sicknesses all of our diseases and I appropriate that promise for Milo that by the stripes you bore he is healed I lay my hands on him you said in your word we would lay hands on the sick and that the sick would recover so so they left 
So, you know, we all prayed. We all agreed. Okay, it's, it's done. We're prayed. So we, I went to bed that night, and Milo was in my bed, and, and we were sleeping, and he started this horrific cough just got worse and worse and worse. So I took him downstairs because I didn't want to wake my husband up, and I was in the, in the family room with him, and I just was like, Lord, what should I do? And Anna Merge had already told me that if the only thing I can really do for him is put him on oxygen. So I'm standing there with my coat on in fear. And I said, Lord, what should I do? So my heart told me, just lay down with him and, and just wait it out. So I laid down on the couch and I was just laying there with him and he was very uncomfortable and he's coughing horrifically. And I could hear the, the water like in his, sounded like he had water in his lungs. And so this was about three o'clock in the morning. And, and I just was like, what, sh what should I do, Lord? And I heard the Lord say to me, the Spirit of God spoke to me, and he said, and I had my left hand on him, and I felt my left hand get really hot. I operate in a healing anointing at times, and my left hand became very hot. And the Holy Spirit, the Father, said to me, he said, all I want you to do right now is praise and worship me and thank me for his healing. You know, instantaneously, I obeyed the voice of God, and I began to praise and worship God. I said, Father, I just thank you that we already prayed, we already believed, and I thank you, and I praise you for Milo's healing. I thank you, Lord God, that you are not a man that you should lie, neither the son of man that you should repent. Well, you've spoken, you'll make good. And I am here to tell you tonight that instantaneously, all the symptoms left his body. All the symptoms left his body. He went to sleep. He slept through the rest of the night. And the next day, he was completely and totally fine. Did you continue to give him his antibiotic? Yes, I did. That's fine. We're good. Medicine isn't from the devil. It's fine. I continued to give him his antibiotic. But all the symptoms completely left his body. What are you saying? What I'm saying is there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. For me to pray over and over and over and over and over again, God heal my dog, God heal Milo, Father, I pray, and then just start to, to repray the prayer all over again is wrong praying. Because what it means is when my friends and I joined together and we prayed in agreement for his healing, it means that when we prayed the first time, we weren't really in faith. We really didn't believe that we received. So the Father said to me, He said, Margie, I just want you to praise and worship me for his healing and thank me for it. And immediately I just began to worship him. I began to thank him. You know, the Bible says that praise stills the avenger. Praise and worship, my friends, listen, is the voice of faith. When you praise and you worship God and you thank him for the things that you have already asked him for, you are releasing your faith. I'm going to say it again. Praise and worship is the voice of faith okay so let me just say this you've heard me say it and i'm going to can continue to say it because i am on assignment and i am on assignment tonight there are different kinds of praying ephesians 6 18 amplified praying always with all manner of prayer all different kinds of prayer there are all different kinds of prayers my friends and we're not going to get into all the prayers but the prayer that we're talking about tonight is the kind of prayer that you can pray for yourself where you can get your own needs met, where you can receive your healing, where you can receive uh, financial breakthroughs. It's the kind of prayer that, that you pray where you release your faith, 
you believe that you receive it and you will have it. And we're going to get into that. Okay. So there's different rules that govern different kinds of prayer. Let me just give you an example. For example, if you want to play in a, let's say a sport. Okay. Let's say you don't, you, you, let's say you're watching a football game and you're watching a hockey game. It is, there's rules that govern each of those sports and you can't get the rules all mixed up. Otherwise the, the players are not going to score. Are you listening? And people will be confused and, and, and people are not going to score. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to your prayer life. There's different rules that govern different kinds of prayer. And I'm not going to get into it because I have a lot to say tonight. I want to keep this short. For the prayer that we pray for ourselves, for this kind of need, for specifically for Milo, it was healing or, or or, or its finances, or whatever your needs are, you have to believe that you receive it, and then you'll have it. Faith is a substance of two things. It's a substance of things you hope for. It's the evidence of things you don't see. So in the realm of the spirit, you have to believe that you see it before you have it. For example, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, he cursed that fig tree, but you did not see the fruit of this prayer right away. But immediately when he prayed, immediately when he released his faith, immediately when he spoke the word, the root system of that fig tree began to die. The manifestation happened the very next day. They saw the manifestation. But in the realm of the spirit, it was already done. That's why now faith is. Faith is now. Faith is believing you receive. It is now. It is right now. So in the realm of the spirit, when we prayed over Milo on Friday night, we believe that we received it, but me, I got into fear because sometimes you know how it is. Your emotions get involved and you get concerned and you're seeing something and you're hearing something and you've got all these physical senses going on. But in the realm of the spirit, the moment that we prayed and all of us read together for Milo's healing, his healing was activated. In the realm of the spirit, it was done, but the manifestation took some time come to pass i just want to say something don't grow weary in well-doing you know i'm gonna be hagan used to say keep switch of faith turned on you know you walk into a room and i have every room every light on in this house because it's so dark because of the, the change of the time but you walk into a room and you turn that switch on when the room is dark and the and the, the room lights up okay and it's that switch that causes that to light up the room well that's the way your faith is and that's what you have to do. That's what you have to pray. You have to believe that you receive it. Keep that switch of faith turned on. Don't negate your prayers by wrong speaking. Don't negate your prayers by getting into fear. Fear and faith are opposite. They uh, oppose one another. Listen, faith and patience, they are the power twins. So when you pray and you believe that you receive, the Bible says, Hold fast the confession of your faith without wavering. Don't waver. Jesus said, don't faint if you don't see visible results. In the spirit, it's done. In the spirit, you are healed. In the spirit, your needs are met. In the spirit, that financial breakthrough is, is there. It's right there. We just have to wait for the manifestation to come. So keep that switch of faith turned on. Don't negate your prayers by speaking negatively. And let me just say this. If you say, well, Margie, I'm still struggling. Well, instead of like uh, going full force in the, into the negative and into fear, 
put yourself in neutral and just say, you know what, Lord, I believe that I receive. When the thoughts come at your mind that oppose the word of God or oppose the thing that you're believing for or oppose that prayer that you prayed, you just cast down those imaginations and you speak the word. You know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, what did he do? You know, it's interesting because the very first thing the devil tempted him on was his identity. Because basically the, the Lord, the Father already said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And the very first temptation that Jesus had to strike against and use the word of God against was, if you are the son of God, you know, da -da, on and on, yada, yada, yada. And Jesus quoted scripture back to him. So that's what you have to do when you're tempted to doubt. And you're tempted to get into fear. But I just want to encourage you to speak the word of God. Speak that promise that meets your need. Speak the promise of God that meets the need for the thing that you are praying for. I'm going to be very honest with you. This is a Facebook Live, and I, I can feel the heart of the Father. I feel his heart swelling, and I can feel the love that he has for you. Listen. God loves you. He said in his word, no good thing will I withhold from you. You walk uprightly before me. Stop doubting yourself. Don't be like doubting Thomas who has to believe, has to see before they believe. I've already done everything in my word. You, I already provided everything in my word. Today when I was praying, I just kept praying, beloved above all, I wish that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's God's will for you. Every good and every perfect gift comes from above, comes from the Father of lights. If you then, being natural parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, Jesus said, how much more will your heavenly Father, who loves you, who sent his only begotten Son to die on the cross for you, how much more will your heavenly Father give those things that you have need of before you even ask? But he says, but you have to ask. The Bible says, ask. Jesus said, I know what things you have need of before you even ask me. But he wants you to ask. It is my father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Jesus says, tell me about your dog. Uh, tell, me, tell me about taking your dog out when it's raining and cold. Yes, I'm getting used to it. You're going to go outside and you have the umbrella and the whole thing. The, the raincoat thing didn't work. I know those of you that saw I had a raincoat for him. He wore it once. So it was a little ridiculous. But that's how we knew pet owners. That's what we do. But my point is this. Keep the switch of faith turned on. I don't know who is listening, but I know this is for you. You have enough faith to receive your healing. You have enough faith to receive your financial breakthrough. Your faith, Jesus said, can move mountains. As a matter of fact, he said, if you had faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Anyone that doubt in your heart, but you believe what you, you have, you, the things that you say, you'll have what you say. I just think I just mixed up two different scriptures. But you have the faith. Just the fact that you are born again, you have the God kind of faith on the inside of you. You have the God kind of faith. You have enough faith. You had enough faith to get saved, didn't you? You had enough faith when you confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The problem is, is that we've been praying wrong. And I teach on prayers. As a matter of fact, I wrote a book on this type of prayer. It's called the seven. It's called Receive the Steps of the Prayer of Faith. My son, that's actually his picture. He actually took that picture. This is an outstanding book. It's not published, but it's an outstanding tool 
to teach you how to get answers to your prayers. We've all done it. We've all had prayer failures. We've all had things that we prayed and, and it didn't come to pass. What is it? Sometimes we've just got to, after we've prayed, having done all this, and we need to stand there for it. And like I said earlier, the father said to me, he said, I want you to praise me and worship me and thank me for Milo's healing. And that's what I did. And we saw it, it instantaneous results. And I said to the Lord, I says, you know what? I don't always see instantaneous results like that. What is that? And that's why at times you have to hold fast the confession of your faith. Well, I believe it's because the Spirit of God wanted me to share this with you. Because sometimes people are praying the rules that govern the prayer of intercession for the prayer of faith to get their own needs met. You just keep praying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. And that's not the prayer of faith. Okay, when it comes to intercession, there is a breakthrough, there is a, um, an importunity. But when it comes to this kind of praying, there is a believing you receive and you'll have it. But I tell you another story. When my daughter Jacqueline was a itty bitty tiny baby, she was probably like maybe eight and a half pounds. She came home at seven pounds. She's probably maybe eight and a half pounds, if even that. Oh, one day she 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 got the she turned white and she. She, she got as hot as I could. I have never had any of my kids have such a fever ever. It was the only time I felt a child with that high of a fever. I took her temperature, and the, and the temperature went from 99. Oh, and it, it quickly went all the way up, 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 101, 102, 103, 104, 105. And I took the thermometer out, and I filled the sink with water. I cold water. I immersed her into the water, left her in there for a few minutes. And then I took her, I wrapped her in my arms and I put her in the car seat and I off to the doctor. I called the doctor and off to the doctor I went. And all the way there, the whole time I was driving in the car, I just worshiped God and I praised him and I thanked him. I said, thank you, Jesus. My children are the heritage of the Lord. I thank you, Lord, that no weapon formed against Jacqueline will prosper. I thank you that by the stripes you bore in her body, she's healed. I take authority over you, Satan. I take authority over this spirit of death. I take authority over sickness and disease. And by the stripes of Jesus, she's healed. Christ has redeemed her from the curse of the law. Galatians 3.13, Deuteronomy 28. He was made a curse for her. I thank you, Father. I received the healing for her. She was your baby. She's my child. To receive it for her. She wasn't at the age of accountability when she had to use her own way. I believe I received it. And all I did was do what the Spirit of God told me to do last month. I just praised him. I spoke the word. I worshiped him. I said, Thank you, Jesus, for her healing. I worship you that you're Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. I worship you. I honor you and I glorify your name. I talked to the doctor, brought Jacqueline in, and the doctor took her temperature, and the doctor said, She doesn't have a fever. So there you go. There's another. And the Spirit of God reminded me of that today. Praise and worship is the voice of faith. Again, if you could share this on your wall, I believe there's a lot of people that need to hear this word. There's a lot of needs that God wants to meet that if we would just align ourselves with the right kind of praying, we would see more prayer fruit. For this kind of prayer to work, it depends on the recipient. It depends on us. You are the one that receives the answer. But know that you must pray the scriptures. You knew I was going to say that because we're very, we want to, everything has to be rooted and grounded in the word of God. 
James 5, 16, or 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, and this is the confidence. It, it, if we, this is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know that we have the petitions we desire of him. We know that he hears us. If what? If we ask anything according to his will, we can have confidence. So you can have confidence that your prayers avail much when you pray the scriptures, pray the word of God. Now, I'm going to give you steps, and I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to give you steps, so to speak, in how to get your own needs met. Now, it's okay that we're breaking this down into steps. I think sometimes we need to break it down and make it simple. Uh, but what are the steps to receiving your answers from God to getting your own prayers met, needs met? Number one, decide what you want or desire. Decide what you want or desire. In both of the cases that I shared with you, my dog and my daughter both needed healing for their physical bodies. So I, I took the scripture that met their prayer need and I presented that before the throne room of God. And let me just say this. God answers prayers sometimes in different ways. I desired to have kids. And I was having a problem getting pregnant. And I was upset because I had to end up going the in vitro route. And that's how I got pregnant with my twins. And the beauty of it is, is I got pregnant the first time. The kids are healthy and so on and so forth. But I was believing God for babies. God used in vitro fertilization. Why did it go that route? I don't know. I don't have the answer. But what I do know is this. God answers prayer. And sometimes the answers to our prayers come in a different, come in a different way or in a different route. But we just have to stay in faith. Okay? So decide what you want or desire. Number two, find a scripture that promises you the thing that you are praying for. In that way, you have a solid foundation to stand up. That's the confidence that you have. Because remember, God said in his word, I am not a man that I should lie. What I've spoken, I'll make good. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord God, your healer. Uh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sid Kenyon, all the names of God. Um, who's the? What's the one that's, I am the Lord, that I'm your provider? Uh, he's your provider. He's everything. So that's why we can have confidence, okay? So find the scripture that promises the thing you are praying for, okay? Listen, I love this. This is Kenneth E. Hagen. This is not Margie Florent. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Okay, Romans 10, 17 says, faith, um, uh, uh, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The more you put the scriptures in your heart, the more your faith can grow. Yes, your faith can grow. Your faith can grow in every area of life. For example, um, I have very strong faith when it comes to finances. Somebody else may have strong faith when it comes to physical healing. Okay, but it's because it's what, whatever you put in your heart, that's what's going to feed your faith. Are you listening? What we want to do is we want to starve our doubts and we want to feed our faith. So whatever you put in your heart, that's going to feed your faith. So if you need physical healing, I actually have a CD. It's um, it's a healing scripture. So if I need healing, I put that word in my heart. I listen to it. Isaiah 55, 11, Jeremiah 1, 12. It doesn't return void, but it feeds your faith. 
So faith begins where the will of God is known. See, you don't want to be praying in the dark. You want to pray with confidence. You want to pray knowing what God said. You want, you want to pray in your right standing with God. And don't give me that baloney that you have sin in your life. I know sometimes people have sinned, things that open up the door for the devil. But a lot of times the devil will use that against you. You know, the Bible says, blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You just need to receive your healing and thank him and praise him for it. Number three, get these scriptures firmly fixed in your heart and in your mind. You put them in your heart. Put them in your mind and let let it and meditate. Um, Joshua one eight. Let the word of God. Um, uh, I'm getting so much. It's just it's just pouring out of me. I'm getting many things all at once. Uh, Joshua one eight says, meditate on the word of God day and night. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. It puts the responsibility in our hands. So when we meditate on the word of God, put it in our heart and in our minds, it makes us our way prosperous and we will have good success because it builds faith. And then the other scripture I heard in my spirit was Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. It says, my son, attend to my words, apply your ears unto my sayings. They are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. It's the word of God. The word of God, another translation says, is medicine. The word of God can be medicine for you, okay? And, and if you're broken in heart and you've got a lot, you need, there's someone that's broken hearted. Man, you are broken and wounded in your heart. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, I am close to the broken hearted. I'm so near to you. I'm right there with you. I just want you to put the wall down and I want you to trust me. Open up your heart to me and allow me to pour in the, the healing balm of Gilead to bring healing. Father, right now, I just release your healing virtue to whoever that person is who's, who's got that wounded, broken heart. I just release that into them. Say this with me. Say, I forgive that person that brought that wound into my life, and I let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Now, Father, go right into that area. I thank you, Lord, that your spirit is upon me, and you're even now you're anointing me to heal the brokenhearted. Let your spirit come, it, as Acts 10.44 says, and minister healing to that person. I, there's no time and no distance in the spirit. Though we're absent in the flesh, yet we're present in the spirit. So I thank you, Father, for bringing healing. So the word of God is medicine to all your flesh, spirit, soul, and body. Okay? To get the scriptures firmly fixed in your heart and mind. And then number four, ask God for what you want. We said this, your heavenly father knows what things you have need of before you ask him. But ask him for what you want. He says, but you have to ask. That's why sometimes, this is what I do. When I get a prayer request for someone, a lot of times I don't pray right away. I wait. I build my faith, whether it be for me or for someone else. I build my faith. I wait. I pray. I meditate. I think. And then I pray. Sometimes I think what we do is we jump into prayers too quickly. I think it would be a good idea at times to just pull back, put the word of God in your heart, meditate on it, and then step out in faith and release your faith. A really good book I would recommend for someone who needs, needs this is Christ the Healer by F.F. Bosworth. Outstanding book on healing. And then it'll, it'll cause faith to arise in your heart in the area of healing. Mark eleven twenty. 2 through 24 says, have faith in God. Jesus said, 
I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes, faith is of the heart. It is not mental ascent. It's not of the mind. As a matter of fact, you could have faith in your heart and all kinds of warfare and doubt and unbelief in your head, but shall believe in their heart that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, Jesus said, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, here, we, here it is, believe you receive it and you'll have it. But that's faith. You have to believe you receive it and you'll have it. Now, there's two kinds of faith spoken of in the word of God. There's the Thomas kind of faith of what that I'm going to speak of. And then there's Abraham's kind of faith. The Thomas kind of faith said, you know, I'm not going to believe until I see it. And you know the story. Jesus came and he said, Thomas. Here you go, put, reach your fingers here, look at my hands, reach your hand here, put it in my side. He said to Thomas, don't be unbelieving, but be believing. And then, of course, Thomas said, my Lord and my God, because we know that Thomas said, I'm not going to believe anything till I see it. Let me tell you, this, listen, the spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. The spirit realm was here first. So in the realm of the spirit, you can take it as yours. But you won't see it manifest always in the natural. Again, it has to work through time, and it comes into manifestation. So Thomas said, my Lord and my God. And then, then Jesus said, Thomas, you, you, you believe. Because you've seen me, you have believed. And then he said, blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe. And that's, some, that's a scripture I use sometimes when I tell Jesus, you know, all these people are having visions of you. I only had one, one thing one time I saw the side of Jesus, but I've never had these, all these open visions. But I'm blessed, and you're blessed if you've never had an open vision of him, because you've never seen him in the physical, yet you believe. Okay, because he's here. He's here with us right now. We don't see him in the physical but he's here. And that's the same thing with your healing, with your financial breakthrough or your the healing of just so whatever it is you're believing for. And then there's the Abraham kind of faith. Okay. So Abraham, um, you know, Abraham, he, he believed God and he believed what was spoken. It's Romans four. Boy, this is, this is really good tonight. Romans 4, Abraham believed God. You know the story? His, his womb, Sarah's womb was dead. His body was dead. The Bible says, it's Romans 4, 17 through 22. The Bible says he considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. But the scripture says he was strong in faith and he gave glory to God. And because he was full, verse 19 who, he, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. And verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he didn't consider his own body or the circumstances. Verse 20, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strengthened in his faith and he gave glory to God. See, that's what I think that praise, worship, and thanksgiving is the voice of faith. I think as we worship and we praise, praise our father for what he said is already ours, it strengthens our faith. You know, the Bible says Abraham gave glory to God. He was thanking God, okay, and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was able to perform. So Abraham believed God even though he didn't see it. But the Bible says in James 1, 6 that we're, we're, um, we're, we're not to be like, we're not to be tossed to and fro like, on a, like a ship on the wave of the sea. The Bible says when you ask, ask in faith. 
not doubting because he that doubts is like a wave of the sea being driven to, to and fro, okay? So number six, think about it. After you pray, think about it or visualize it. Get your heart and mind in agreement. Cast down anything that would speak contrary. Now, this may upset some people, but I'm just going to tell you what I do. And I'm not a new age person, and I'm a born-again child of God, and I'm rooted and grounded in the Word, and I know the voice of my Father. But this is what I do at times, and I'm going to do another one. I make a vision board, and I put up this vision board, all the things I am believing God for. Can't tell how many times I have had things on that vision board, and I would look at it, and I would feel it, and I would absorb it, and I would thank God for it. And I would see it visually right before me on my vision board. Except one thing, everything on my vision board has come to pass. Now it's time to make a new vision board. One of the things God spoke to us at the Roar event was that He's rewriting our stories. It's, it's, there's a there's a new chapter in our lives. It's a new beginning. Former old things have passed away, and all things have become new. And it's a blank sheet, and it's unwritten. And God said, "I'm doing a new thing." And so I've just been praying and seeking God, and praying a lot in the Holy Ghost. And, and, and I, I'm just going to make a brand new vision board. And I'm just going to believe God for some new things in this new chapter. And I would encourage you to do the same. So visualize it. Isaiah 26, 3. Number seven, be ready to use scripture against the enemy. Like I told you, he is against you. He wants you to doubt. Just like trying to get Jesus to doubt that he was the son of God after the father had just said, this is my beloved son whom I well please. Here came the devil to try to steal. Listen, that seed of the word. Okay, the devil wants to steal the seed, steal the word. You hold fast the confession of your faith. Lastly, we said it, the very last thing is praise and worship and thank God for the thing that you have prayed for. Okay, and, and the scripture in Acts chapter 16, you know the story that the disciples came to a, had this woman following them around, following them around, and she had a spirit of divination. And she kept saying, these, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they've come to show us the way of salvation. But finally, um, who was it? Paul, he got discernment, and he, he's grieved in his spirit. Finally, he turned to the spirit, not the girl, and cast the devil out of her, and all the religious people were upset, and they threw him in prison. But this is what happened. Instead of Paul and Silas going, why are we in prison? Oh, I don't understand what happened. Why, you know, God called us. He anointed us. He put a stamp of approval on us, and here we are, and we're in prison, okay? What, did, what happened? What did they do? How did they act? They acted in faith. They stayed in faith. The scripture says in verse 25, but at midnight, okay, Paul and Silas were praying. They were praying, and they were singing hymns to God. Remember, we said praise, worship, and thanksgiving is the voice of faith. It causes you to look off of your circumstances, and it causes you to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith, the author and the finisher of your healing, the author and the finisher of your need being met, the author and the finisher of everything that you need. It causes you to focus in on him and off the circumstances. They sang hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening. Suddenly, what happened as a result of this kind of praying? Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were loose. Glory to God. Praise, worship, and thanksgiving is the voice of faith. I believe. 
And I know, and I've seen it work, that praise and worship and thanksgiving is the voice of faith. And this kind of praying opens up the door for you to see more prayer fruit. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.